Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. Stand up for your country. I had a long conversation with Sean Hannity on his radio program today about uh, Putin and Biden and Ukraine and Russia. In fact, usually when I go on Hannity, I do two or three topics. And we, but this one was very intense. And uh, Hannity and I disagree on a couple of things. Um, we have posted all that conversation on BillOReilly.com, so you can listen to it. But essentially, it's my posture about Putin is that you've got to be patient, okay? You can't jump to conclusions now. It is hurting the United States because we're sending hundreds of billions of dollars over there, and that's taxpayer money. But at this point, the level of evil that he is bringing to the world is going to cost a lot more should he be victorious in Ukraine. So it's a very interesting conversation. I appreciate Hannity having me on uh, for the half hour. Um, and the situation is bad when you add in China, uh, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, this is not a good time for humanity. That is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So there are totalitarian Four. There's four of them there that are totalitarians and they're threats. Okay, Russia and China, they're the big ones. 
And then you got Iran and North Korea. Okay, so they're, those four totalitarian regimes threaten the rest of the world, whether the rest of the world knows it or not. Any kind of breakout conflict tanks the worldwide economy and changes the dynamics of this planet. And most people go blithely through life and they don't really see the big picture, but that is the big picture. Did you know water heaters last about 10 years, refrigerators typically about 13? Every day in our homes, we rely on aging systems and appliances. I do. That means it's time to consider safeguarding your budget from unexpected expenses. American Home Shield has a solution. Pick a plan that's right for you. And when a covered item in your home breaks, contact their professionals to repair or replace it within the agreed upon coverage limits. It's that easy to stay stress free and limit budget breaking surprises. Right now, take $50 off. Please go to ahs.com slash bill to save 50 bucks. That's ahs.com slash bill. $50 off any plan. American Home Shield Protect What You Don't Expect. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So when you're uh, administrating to that as the president, secretary of state, because we are the world's leader in stopping totalitarianism and have been since the early 1940s. And that's not going to change. Now, you have politicians in America, Tulsi Gabbard is one of them, uh, basically saying, and the same thing happened before World War II. No, 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 you can't, get in, can't police the world. It's not about policing the world. It's about preventing a Holocaust. Okay, that's what it's about. And we as the superpower are in the position where we have to lead the defense against the totalitarians. That is the big picture. Now, Putin is just evil, all right? I mean, there's no, I think Trump might be able to reason with him somewhat. I'm going to get down and see Trump in a few weeks. I'm not going to give details until after I see him, but it's an important meeting between me and the former president. And I, I've got to get a little bit more perspective on Putin from his point of view, okay? Um, because now all I can tell you is that this guy's not going to stop in the near future, Putin. Now, whether anybody can make him stop, I don't, I don't know. Now, she, the Chinese, they're, they're going to visit Moscow. We think in April, but we're not quite sure. Now, Beijing is putting out that they're going to go as peacemakers and try to get some kind of negotiation to stop this Ukraine war. That's their public posture. But behind the scenes, there are threats that China may send Putin weapons. 
If that happens, then it's just, oh, because then the United States and the West, NATO, would have to slap sanctions on China, economic sanctions, which the Chinese are in no position to accept right now, but they'd have to, because their economy is not the greatest. All right, so there's all kinds of swirl and conflict in this, and it takes brilliance to try to fend this off and not make it worse. And I implore you not to watch cable TV and listen to these people because A, they don't know anything, and B, their speculation is just insane sometimes. I mean, this is, this is something that has to be handled in an authoritative way with patience, okay? Yeah, we're gonna have to spend the money. And no, Germany's not going to pony up their fair share. And there's nothing we can do to make them. We can put pressure on NATO and the West to pay more. And we've been successful somewhat in doing that. And finally, I don't have any confidence at all in the Biden administration. You know that. They can't even handle a train wreck in Ohio. You've seen what has happened with the economy. You've seen what has happened on the border. I have no confidence in them. However, at this juncture in history, President Biden is doing the right thing, in my opinion. One more before we get to uh, the best expert, I think, in the country on China. One of the things about Hannity and I's discussions where we disagreed was sending jets to Kiev, Zelensky. I say no because once the Ukrainians attack and bomb Russia, that turns Russian public opinion, which is against Putin now, a thousand Russian casualties a day, okay, that turns it all around. And then Putin becomes Hitler in 1938. Oh, look, they're attacking the homeland. Oh, look, look what they're doing, okay? And then it gives Putin an excuse to up it all right, to up it, because he can. And so you've got to be very careful with the planes, the F-16s. Now, if Putin's forces were moving toward Kiev, okay, then you've got to reevaluate. Can't let Putin win and take over that country. But right now, I think Biden is doing the right thing, and that is the memo. So the president will be back at uh, 8.40 this evening from his Polish jaunt. And uh, let's get right to our guests. I don't have anything more to say about it. Um, so Graham Allison uh, is a uh, professor of government at Harvard University, the Kennedy School. He was the dean when I attended Harvard at the Kennedy School. All right. I've known him. Oh, boy, <laughs> looking at going on 30 years now, and he still talks to me, which is, you know, that's impressive. And uh, in my opinion, as I said, Dr. Allison knows more about the Chinese situation than anyone else in this country. He joins us now from Cambridge, Massachusetts. All right, in my analysis of, of Russia, and we'll get to China very specifically in a moment, am I making any mistakes? So let me just, uh, I may discredit you, but, but I would say you're also a student of whom I'm very proud. So if that makes people suspicious, uh, that's it. 
<laughs> well, we had we had some fun up there. I don't know if they've ever seen anything like me at the Kennedy School, but it it was not like it is now. That's for sure. And it, the, the free flow of debate and ideas. I I learned so much when I was there. You say it's so many foreign students there. They had military students there. It was, a, and everybody got along. It was really, really a great experience. But in my analysis of Putin and the current USA-Ukraine thing, am I going wrong anywhere? Have I missed anything? I think you're, the, the big picture, roughly right. So Putin has made himself uh, basically uh, uh, unmasked himself as the face of evil in the world today, and he is. Putin's invasion of Ukraine uh, was a grave strategic error. Napoleon had a good line about this. First, one of his, uh, uh, one of the other leaders of our country made a fatal mistake. He said, worse than a crime, a blunder. So, when the big strategic chessboard Putin has already lost way, way, way more than any tactical game of territory that he may accomplish, even if the war ended today. And I would say uh, uh, good, good for Putin's failure and good for the West, especially the brave Ukrainians in resisting uh, his effort to basically erase their country from the map. And good for the West and Biden in getting the West to stand up to uh, support Ukraine in this, in this effort. But right. I think you're abs absolutely right about patience because this is a long, complicated uh, uh, venture in which Putin always has uh, trump cards to play that we can't avoid. I want to remember I worked for Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan would say every day, we start the proposition a nuclear war cannot be won. It must therefore never be fought. That's a fundamental foundational truth. And Putin is in the situation where if he were forced to, lose, to choose between a decisive defeat and escalating the level of destruction, I think there's every reason to think he'll choose the latter. Okay. Um, the only wild card there is that if Putin is certifiably insane, the rationale of uh, mutual destruction won't even matter. But I don't think he's certifiably insane. And that's one of the reasons I'm going down to have a discussion with Donald Trump, who knows the guy pretty well. Now, let's go over to Xi, who's playing games in Beijing with this Russian thing. Obviously, it's what the Chinese do. They're trying to gain power from this conflict in Ukraine. Do you have any insights into what the Chinese really think about this situation? Well, that's an interesting one. I certainly have studied Xi as well and watched closely. Actually, I published, I first produced for the government, and then uh, after they had had a chance from Soviet, I published a piece back uh, just before the invasion, in which I offered the briefing chart for Xi, what I imagine to be the briefing chart his team gave him on advantages for China if Russia invades and disadvantages. And in the advantages, the biggest that I said was that this would completely distract 
the U.S. from China. What she wants most from China is neglect, just breathing space to do his thing as China continues to get bigger and stronger. So here, a situation that has consumed this much of our focus and attention and effort, and will do for some considerable period of time, and will leave us for the foreseeable future with a serious danger of a Russian Putin who could attack somebody else, therefore, in effect, having to confront a two-front situation, which is exactly what you don't want to do if you think about the geopolitics of it. We hardly you... have enough military to be sure we can deal with one, one major contingency. The idea that at one and the same time we're both doing military and diplomacy with two serious rivals divides our attention, divides our energy, and from his point of view, that's positive. Yeah, that's what he's, he, he wants to exacerbate the situation, strengthen China and weaken the West. Is there any chance, though, that he would throw in with Putin by helping Putin in the Ukrainian war? It doesn't seem to be beneficial to Beijing because there would be reprisals to that. Um, but I'm not sure that, you know, maybe he sees this grand alliance of Russia-China totalitarianism um, maybe that he would do that and just stir the whole world up. What do you think? I think he's trying to play a much more careful game, just as you suggested, in which he can both he can have it both ways. So on the one hand, if you ask what has she and China done since the invasion, they've become the buyer of last resort for all the oil and gas and every other resource, which they're happy to do since they need an infinite amount of resources. So oil and gas that they get at a, at a discount, that's called plus for them. If you look at trade in general with China, again, plus for them. Same thing for India, to take it for example. So from each country thinking about its own advantages is looking at this that way. On the other hand, they've stayed very carefully short of the things that the US said that they should not do and that if they did, they would be sanctioned, in particular, the provision of arms. So that's why the current discussion about, uh, obviously, the U.S. must have discovered some intelligence about the prospective supply of arms that's been now discussed in the paper. And whether, uh, what uh, she plans, I think is unclear to me on that. I think they seem to have worked very hard to stay short of a sanctionable line. Okay, uh, I'm glad to hear that because we don't we don't need that. That's for sure. What is this balloon thing all about? I mean, what I don't I still don't understand why the Chinese would even bother doing this, um, but they must have a reason. I, I, I mean, I think you're puzzled, and everybody's puzzled. My bottom line on it is spies spy. It's for anybody for who was shocked by the fact that China is spying on the U.S. Uh, they've either been uh, uh, their brain dead or, or uh, disingenuous. But whatever they might have collected by this balloon would have constituted less than 1% of what they were collecting every day on us in every way. Right. And well, why, bother? why bother? I mean, they, they had to know if they're at 60,000 feet, it's got to get discovered. Add and know it. I think basically there's probably some accident or miscalculation in this. Winds probably had some impact on it. 
And it, if you looked at it, again, spy agencies develop all the mechanisms that they can. So spy the, the whole the whole near space, the space beyond 60,000 feet and 330 miles is a great area for exploitation, both for intelligence and military purposes, but also commercially. So there's yeah. a lot of commercial in that space. I mean, it, it just, the Chinese... How, how weather, here's a question. How many weather, how many, how many uh, weather balloons do we release every day if we go through this space? Right, it's but it wasn't, wasn't a weather balloon. It was a spy balloon, right. And it made them look bad. It, ma it made China look bad. They think that it, it, I don't know what they think, but it made them look bad. I mean, we have to shoot it down and it's the Chinese again causing trouble and, and all of that. I, I mean, I don't it's. Think, I, don't she, I don't even think she knew about it. I think it's. A, if you look at when, uh, in the case of the Cuban Missile Crisis, you'll remember from class, when a US U 2 flew over Cuba on the most dangerous day of the missile crisis, on what Khrushchev thought might have been a last look at targets, it was just off, off the. Uh, it had been sampled stuff around uh, the border, and it was, you know, cost. Kennedy uh, had no idea that was happening. So generally, intelligence agencies are doing thousands of things every day that the leader's not necessarily yeah. It was. I think the story was overplayed, but the fact the Biden administration didn't uh, annihilate the thing over the Aleutians in Alaska, that made the story bigger, and then they, they waited yeah. and waited. Um, the State Department last week issued an order for all Americans to get out of Russia. Very unusual, okay? And they say, get out fast. I'm sure that caught your attention. Is there something yes. behind that we don't know? I, 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 again, I don't have any special information about it. I certainly noticed it, and I think that uh, it's unusual, and I would take it seriously. I think they're recognizing that, uh, I, I have a piece in the Post today, uh, that basically they're asking about what the likely future for as far as anybody can see in the relations with Russia, we're into a new Cold War, very much like the one you and I remember from the Reagan administration, which will become ever more intense with Russia. As long as there's Putin's Russia, he's going to be the evil man that he is, posing a serious military threat to our European allies and finding other ways to be unhelpful to us wherever yeah. he can. So no detente with him. The line has been crossed. The Rubicon, as the cliche goes. Um, but anyway, look, when I, after I talk to Trump, I'm going to call you. I'm going to give you some what he what he tells me, not public. It'll just be private. I mean, you're doing me a big favor because I know how busy you are by being on the broadcast. But um, Trump may have something and I'm going to ask him what I can say publicly and what private. You know, that's how these things go. I mean, if it's off the record, it's off the record. Anyway, Dean, we really appreciate your expertise. If you see anything that uh, you think is, you know, the people should know, the folks should know who are watching, we're worldwide broadcast now and uh, we reach almost everywhere. So um, just let me know. Give me a heads up. And it's very kind of you to help us out today. Happy to do. I'll send you a suggestion for your questions for, for Trump. Thank you. Okay, good. I will take those questions. Thank you. Okay, so uh, the Canadian border, we got a lot of uh, Mexicans 
flying from Mexico City to Montreal or Toronto and then illegally crossing into the USA. I don't even know this. Um, but from October 2022, not so long ago, to now, the Border Patrol reports an 846% spike in illegal crossings from Canada into the USA, mostly Mexicans. Interesting. Um, in fact, in January last month, the Border Patrol saw more illegal crossings in the month of January than in the previous 12 Januaries. So it looks like the cartels have expanded or doing some business up there in Canada. Easy to get into Canada. It's not a hard country to get into, uh, even if you fly in. Um, but anyway, you should be aware of that. And uh, again, I will tell everybody I will not go to Mexico, will not travel there because it is a corrupt country. And here um, is another example of the corruption. But before I get to that, I want to tell you that yesterday the Biden administration announced new border restrictions to limit asylum claims. So and I don't think these are going to be enforced, by the way, if they were, they'd be in effect now. But the Biden administration is waiting to May 11th to put this in. It's so stupid. It really is just stupid. They think we're stupid. But you never even heard of this story, I'm sure, because the mainstream media didn't report it. So one of the rules is that migrants who illegally cross into the U.S. are ineligible for asylum. If they catch you here, you can't get asylum. That's tough. That is tough. Are they going to enforce it? I don't think so. Second one is that you have to, if you want asylum, apply in another country that you're in. So if you're coming up from Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, Nicaragua, and you're in Mexico, you have to apply for asylum in Mexico. You can't just go through Mexico and apply in the USA. Okay, how they can even figure that out, I, I have no idea. And unaccompanied children would be exempt. That's okay. I mean, if you got a kid walking up to the border, you got to take them in. Um, but again, May 12th, why not now? Why not now? Why, why are we waiting three months for this? Why? There's never an answer. All right, um, this is another demonstration of how corrupt Mexico is. A guy named Gennaro Garcia Luna was the top law enforcement agent in Mexico for about 10 years combating the drug cartels. He was convicted yesterday in Brooklyn of six related drug violations, international cocaine distribution, conspiracy to distribute and possess with intent to distribute cocaine, 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 cocaine. Uh, and apparently he made $100 million from the cartels. And um, now he could go to prison for life. So he was foolish enough to go to Miami, this guy, uh, Luna, and uh, once he left Mexico, who, which was protecting him, they know he's corrupt. Everybody, know, everybody's there is corrupt. Everybody. Okay? It's, if you don't take the bribes, we'll kill your family. That's what it is. And you could be way up there in the government, they'll still kill your family. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, anyway, he goes to Miami to, I guess, live large off his $100 million. And they arrest him, the DEA. They take him to Brooklyn. They try him there, and he's found guilty. Now, why would I go to Mexico and spend my money there as a tourist? Why would anybody do that? That'd be like going to St. Petersburg, Russia. Why would you do that? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on the first TV. Watch the first on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or TV Stream. Hey, California. This is a great story. Well, California, last year, 2022, had a $100 billion surplus in money in Sacramento, mainly because of federal COVID aid. Remember, California is the biggest state in the union. So billions of taxpayers' dollars poured into California to help with COVID. They had a $100 billion surplus. You know what the projected debt is this year? $22 billion. They went from a $100 billion surplus to $22 billion in debt. <laughs> and Newsom wants to be president? So here's Newsom's excuse. I, I love this. So Newsom, and he had to announce to the people of California and everybody else, uh, we were 100, we had 100 billion, but now we, we're going to owe $22, $122 billion turnaround. Here's Newsom's excuse, quote, listen closely. We made historic investments to protect against the escalating impacts of a changed climate, preparing for extreme weather, more severe droughts, floods, wildfires, while increasing support for first responders at the front lines, all the while ensuring our state was prepared for a downturn in revenues by building historic reserves. What do you mean? You don't have any reserves. You spent all your money on climate change, which is what they did. Now, 
how could you be this foolish? Okay. California estimated it would get the same amount of tax revenue it had gotten for the last five years. No. So many businesses and affluent people are leaving that state. Millions. Okay. That their tax revenues are way down. Same thing happened in New York. We're going to go bankrupt here in New York where I am because so many businesses are moving out. They're going, yeah, we're not going to do this. This is insane. All right. And they're going to Texas. They're going to Florida, going to Tennessee, the Carolinas, Nevada, Arizona, wherever it may be. It's gone. All right. That's what's happening. Biggest state in the union. Chicago, Mayor Lightfoot looks like she's going to lose the mayoral election in the Windy City is next Tuesday, the February 28th. Behind in the polls, uh, the guy running against her, Paul Vallis, has 22%. Lightfoot is 17 If the good people of Chicago reelected Lori Lightfoot, then you're on your own. <laughs> All right? You're on your own. Goodbye. Goodbye. The worst. De Blasio... The mayor, former mayor of New York City, he was the worst. He served two terms. He's out. She's now the worst mayor in the country. MSNBC. It's just, you know, and and I'm doing this because of the Fox thing last week where they're hammering Fox, hammering and hammering and hammering. And Fox, they didn't handle it right. Everybody knows that. Okay. I didn't get one letter supporting Fox News after my analysis, which was fair. And for those of you who are premium or concierge members, you can watch that or get the transcript. I couldn't have been more fair. Even Chris Cuomo said, do you have to be so even handed? And I said, yeah, (laughs) you know, yeah. So I'm giving you MSNBC because this is NBC News. I'm giving you every day. Now, Andrea Mitchell yesterday said that the Florida Governor DeSantis didn't want to teach kids about slavery. Today, she retracted that story. All right. I'll have that for you tomorrow. So I want to look into it just a little bit more. Okay. But last night, um, this happened. A guy named Jason Johnson, who is a professor at Morgan State University and a contributor to NBC News, said this. Go. In my view... There are three states yet you can't really run from if you're trying to win across America. You run from New York, you're too crazy, you're liberal. You run from California, you're too crazy, you're liberal, you're trying to make sure I can't get plastic straws. You run from Florida, it's all crystal meth and alligators, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's what people think. And I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm saying those are sort of the national reputations of those states. Does any of you, when you hear the word Florida... Think of crystal meth. Anybody? I don't. Alligators, all right. They have plenty of alligators down there. Okay? They have wildlife. But I think you could run for president, being from Florida, if there's alligators in Florida. I don't think that would lose you any votes. Crystal meth? Now, that's a strong narcotic. But Florida has the lowest crime rate it's ever had. (laughs) And so this is the kind of propaganda that NBC News puts out every single day. Yet we don't get 
the hysteria. Now, granted, to be fair and accurate, even-handed, right, the election controversy was a far bigger story. But I will reiterate, the Russian collusion story, totally bogus, where NBC, CNN, and all the other networks convicted Trump, totally bogus, lied about, okay? Even after they knew the story was shaky, they continued to lie about it, was at par with what an FNC did on the election fraud. Much my opinion. My opinion. I remember that song, How Much Is That Doggy in the Window? You have to be alive in the 1950s. I was a little kid. I just remember, I think it was Patty Page. I don't even know. It's kind of, we're all pretty good at this music stuff. But there was a song, big hit, How Much Is That Doggy in the Window? Well, in Florida, there's a proposed new law, SB 932, that would make it illegal for drivers to allow their dogs to put the heads out of the window. How much is that doggy in the window, right? That is true. This is absolutely true. So the law is going to be voted on in the Florida House and Senate. If it passes, DeSantis may or may not sign it. But listen to this. There is a reason for the law, according to the humane people. Quote, although most dogs love to stick their heads out of open windows, the wind can seriously irritate mucous membranes and blow pieces of grit or other debris into their eyes. All right, but do we need a law? Uh, no, we got enough laws. And the terror dog, Holly the terror dog, never does that. Number one, she's too little, but number two, she wouldn't do it anyway because she knows I wouldn't like it. Okay, this day in history, February 22nd, 1732, George Washington was born. Okay, all right, second best president ever. He was born in Westmoreland County in Virginia. Well, it was a colony. Um, he was one of six children in a fairly affluent family. Uh, he enlisted in the Virginia militia, fought in the French and Indian War. It's a long war, nine years. So he fought for the British against the French and Indians and distinguished himself. He came back uh, and married Martha Dandridge Custis, a wealthy widow with two children. George Washington didn't have any children of his own, but adopted Martha's children. In 1775, he's man named Commander-in-Chief of the Continental Forces because of his experience in the French and Indian War. Then after we won the war, Washington became the president of the Constitutional Convention. Okay. Now, I know this because I'm writing about it right now in Killing the Witches, uh, my new book, which will be out in September. And it's fascinating what happened. And the reason we tie in the witches to the Continental Congress is because there was a lot of religion in this Continental Congress coming out of the Puritans. It's fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. Anyway, uh, Washington was then the first president, 1789. He was elected, but not by popular vote. Okay. It was the states that elected him. And then in 1796, his uh, second term ended. And uh, at that point, they were getting the popular vote for president. But Washington was basically um, put in there by state electors. 
And the reason he was such a good president is, number one, he organized the first government. And he did pretty well. OK. And number two, he could have been king. They would have crowned him king and he could have stayed there forever. But he said no. And then shortly after he uh, left the presidency, he died of a throat infection. So George Washington, way to go. Mail and final thought in a moment. All right, let's get to the mail. Glenda, two questions. I've heard that Putin and Zelensky were set to meet to come up with a solution, but Biden pushed this into war. That is false. Who's ever saying that is ridiculous. All right. Two, does Biden not have the ability to tell Kamala and Pete to go to Ohio? Yeah, he does. <laughs> but he doesn't do it. Merrill Nelson, Lake Preston, South Dakota. I just listened to your news commentary on the 2020 election. Could you tell me what happened to the thousands of affidavits filed about fraud? I can't tell you what happened to them, but they don't become matter of record unless they're used in a lawsuit. You get an affidavit from anybody. But if you don't include it in a federal lawsuit, it not mean anything. And that never happened. Tanya. Bill, you keep mentioning how many people voted against Donald Trump. I agree with you, but why do you think these people would vote any differently in 2024? Because the country is in a lot worse shape now than it was two years ago. I'm not saying Trump would win. I'm just saying he's got a pathway. Joe Consiglio, uh, Fenton, Michigan. Love the No Spin News. Have all the killing books. Just a quick observation about the 20 election. Could someone please explain how Biden got 12 million more votes than Obama, but won half as many counties because the votes were clustered in the urban centers. Biden's uh, base was in New York City, Chicago, L.A., where he overwhelmingly won the popular vote. Joe Peterson, Bandera, Texas, I'd appreciate your perspective in regards to why large urban areas are generally Democratic and non-urban areas tend to be Republican. Because in large urban areas, you have large minority communities. Many of the people are poor and they depend on government entitlements. And the Democratic Party is the party of entitlements. Gregory Bates, Marietta, Georgia. I watch the Nosebin News every night. Last night, this day in history about the German companies that donated to Hitler was an incredible piece of lost history. It was. It was. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Luann Hirsch, Walnut Creek. Love the Smart Life tip. My son is looking for a car. What a difference. Okay, here was the Smart Life tip, in case you missed it. Don't buy in a dealership. Buy in the classified ads. Take it to your mechanic. Check that car out. Then buy Car Shield, one of our sponsors, which gives you uh, the warranties. You'll save thousands of dollars. Okay, Team Normal. Get the Team Normal stuff up. Um, we want you on the team. Here's a mug. And we have red, white, and blues. There's the bumper sticker. The shirts and hats will be in shortly. Pre-order. Um, get online. We'll get them to you quick. There are the shirts. Um, team normal versus team crazy. I know what team you want to be on. We will not charge you until we ship. Where did the day not be a FOP? F-O-P, FOP. Final thought on repenting in a moment. Here is the final thought of the day. It is Ash Wednesday. I got my ashes, uh, but the makeup here, I don't use a lot of makeup, but it, you know, covers it. Um, 
And uh, if you're not a Christian, basically it's 40 days where you're supposed to repent um, and uh, think about things you may have done wrong uh, leading up to the uh, Good Friday uh, where Christ was crucified, and then Easter Sunday, where he was resurrected. That's the Christian season, okay, of repentance. So it is my, and I could be wrong here, I wrote a message of the day about Putin and Biden repenting, and it's on BillOReilly.com, and I hope you read it. I'm not going to get into it here because I want you to go every morning and read the message of the day, and you don't have to be a premium member or anything, you just go and there it is. But anyway, it's been my experience over the past 10 or 15 years that many Americans don't feel they have anything to repent for. They don't do anything wrong, ever. This is narcissism, of course, but it's growing, you know. So they go 40 days, 40 nights to to repent. I, I, I can repent in 10 seconds. I don't have anything to repent for. Now, that is a life unexamined because we all do bad things. All right. And it's not so much that we do actively. I mean, you know, 15 percent of the population is evil, in my opinion. All right. But the other but we let things go. We could stop evil. We don't. We turn away or we help it. We enable it. That kind of thing. Um, and and you got to think about this stuff to for even to focus. All right, so how many of us turn away when we see something bad and we see a human being being uh, hurt and we don't do anything about it? Or how many of us, uh, you know, make big mistakes in our lives, but we don't say we're sorry um, enough? You know, one of the things about Alcoholics Anonymous that you have to do if you want to be in the program is everybody you've hurt during your inebriation, you got to apologize to. And a lot of people don't want to do that. They don't want to admit they have an excuse. Rationalizations are at the highest level ever in America now. There's always an excuse. Always. All right. Oh, it's never my fault. Now, I'm not talking about everybody, obviously. Those of us who understand how, you know, fallible human beings are. We're all sinners. And then, you know, I try to repent. (laughs) You know, I I recognize uh, that I'm a fallible person. Okay, and I, you know, and Christianity forgives. So that's why we're doing this stuff now. But anyway, I guess I'm uh, sounding like your local parson. I don't want to. It is Ash Wednesday. Um, I did get my ashes. I can't eat meat today. I got a tuna sandwich waiting for me. And I really appreciate you watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.